Hello, family and friends. I'm honored today to have my good friend Jacques Lucier with me here from Dixon, Kentucky, south of Evansville, about 45 minutes or so. And he and his wife Darlene have four grown girls, Nicole, Carrie, Rayleigh, and Skyler, and one son, Corey. And really excited. The first thing I want to talk about is, you know, when I, every time I think of Jacques Lucier's name, I think of some Frenchman with his, uh, you know, his teacup held, his fingers in the air and all that kind of stuff. But so those of you trying to picture that Jacques Lucier, instead, you might want to look at one of the Duck Dynasty guys and <laughs> got a little bit better reflection. Jacques's got a good beard, not quite as long, but more like that's the Jacques Lucier that is here with us today. But it's funny how you can get a picture on a name. I'm not sure there's other people that meet you, Jacques, right. and we're looking for, for somebody else. But excited today, Jacques. I'm going to go ahead and pray for us. We'll get started here. Father, we just thank you for Jacques and his presence and just speak through him today, Father. I thank you for lives being changed with his testimony and that we all come closer to you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, Jacques, I'm going to kick it over to you today. We're going to talk, I think, mainly about uh, your before Jesus days, and uh, all of us had some of those, and yours are pretty interesting uh, from what I know, and so I'm going to go ahead and just kick it over to you to kind of tell people kind of where you are. Obviously, now... Jacques is born again, loves Jesus, witnessing and whatever, but we want to talk a little bit beforehand about kind of where you came from. Okay. Well, thank you for having me here, Greg. I grew up, born in California, grew up traveling in a pickup truck in a, with a plywood camper on it. My dad was like a handyman. We traveled between California and Kentucky. So I was about eight or nine when my dad passed, and my mom remarried my stepdad, who was uh, abusive uh, physically and sexually. And... Uh, so life, that wasn't too good. He started to use my mom, and I tried to intervene, and he would abuse me, and then he'd get mad and leave, and then my mom would get mad at me for making him leave, and then she'd whoop on me a little bit. So that was my childhood, basically. We went to, uh, only church growing up that I ever went to was a Kingdom Hall, Jehovah Witness. Went out a lot, knocking on doors, talking about the Bible, or their interpretation of the Bible. My mom got kicked out of there for dating a man that she wasn't married to. Never heard of or developed a relationship with God at Kingdom Hall. They they didn't preach the relationship part. It was mainly uh, rules and uh, order. It, it was more like do what we say to do and don't worry about what the Bible says. Just listen to what the elders of the Kingdom Hall say. Mm-hmm. So we... Uh, Never developed a relationship, uh, especially nothing even heard about a relationship like I have now with God during that time. Went through high school, got married in high school, had a kid in high school, and then uh, went off to the Marine Corps. Spent five years in the Marine Corps, spent most of that time going wherever the Marine Corps wanted me to go, so I wasn't very very uh, home or much, taking care of kids or anything like that. I had an anger issue from my childhood, (laughs) which the Marine Corps taught me how to control and use it to my advantage. My father figure was a drill instructor, so as a father or a husband, I ran my house like I was a a Marine, which was not a, obviously it was not a way to uh, be a father or a husband. It was mainly a way to be in control. I was angry and I, and I had pride. Marine Corps taught me that pride thing. I'm a man. I do. You do what I tell you to do. If you don't, you get the consequences. If you don't like it, it didn't matter because I was a man. I could take control. 
I could do what I wanted to do. So I was not a very good husband or a father growing up or during that time because of the anger and the pride. Jacques, just hate to interrupt you there, but how long were you in the Marine Corps? And was there any uh, religious experiences at all in the Marine Corps? I was in the Marine Corps for five years from 88 to 93. It brings up something I didn't think about. The only, the only time I heard about, I didn't attend church. We didn't go to church. We didn't, I don't even remember. I don't even think we had owned a Bible at the time. The only time I, I ever heard about Jesus while I was in the Marine Corps was one of one of our my buddies in the Marine Corps. He uh, met a girl and uh, took him to church, and he got born again. Wow! Yeah, so and, you remember that? Yeah, he got born again, and then uh, he come back and told us about it, and we all made fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did anybody relate to that out there? <laughs> <laughs> we were like, dude, this last week. You know, you were at you were out drinking with us. You were at the strip club with us. That that was just a week ago. And he's like, "Yeah, but I got born again. That no, it's done." And he there, he got born again, and he was done drinking. He he didn't go out with us anymore. But and he would try to talk to us, but we were Marines. And like I said at that time, it was kind of like, uh, "No, I'm a man. I don't need nobody else. I can stand on my own two feet." Yeah. I used to always say, uh, "You know, I got broad, strong shoulders. Pile it on. I'll take it. I can handle it." But yeah, I, that just come to me when you mentioned. I was like, man, if if I listened to him back then, the way my life would have been different. Wow, the way the change happened afterwards. So, yeah, that was the only time anybody ever talked to me about Jesus. And like I said, it was basically a, everybody made fun of him. Yeah, but he planted a little seed probably there. You maybe forgotten about there that was growing inside probably, of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, at my as I got older, I always. Even if I, I would take talk to God, I'd be like, but most of my talking was, yeah, you, you know, my life was not good, and most of the time I thought, you know, I know I've done a lot of things, and and I, like most people, I think, well, there ain't no way God would forgive me, mm-hmm. and I had never met anybody that honestly that they changed things like like him. He wasn't a bad guy. He was a he was a single dude. He was never married or anything like that. But the only thing he changed him, he quit drinking and stuff like that. But I'm like, dude, you don't know the people I've hurt, mm-hmm. the way I treat my wife, the way I treat my children. And I'm like, and I've done a lot of things growing up that was very bad. That was sexual things, that were physical things. People I hurt left land and walked away. Mm-hmm. And I never thought God could forgive me of the things I had done. And that's a thought that I find a lot of people have nowadays. Yeah. I wasn't the only one. At the time, I thought I was the only one. Thinking, yeah. yeah, God can't forgive me. There's no way. I never knew. I honestly did not know or could comprehend, understand anything about love or mercy or yeah. grace. There was nothing. I didn't understand those words. I didn't yeah. show those things to my wife. I didn't show that th- show those things to my children. Yeah. I understood do it or get punished. Yeah. And that's the way it was at home. Do what I tell you to do or yeah. get punished. There was no love. There was no grace. There was no mercy. There was no even understanding. It was just do it yeah. and receive it. You're going to be punished. So as far yeah. as I'm concerned, that's where I thought God was. Yeah. You know, if you do everything right, then I'll treat you nice and, I might, and I'll get you what you want. You do anything wrong or just don't listen to exactly what I say, then I'm going to punish you. Yeah. And that's the, what, that's my 
that was my belief of God until I actually had him in my life. Yeah. Well, Jacques, that's a good start of your story. And uh, some of that I either forgot or didn't know about you. And I thank you for your honesty and sharing. And we're going to talk, obviously, in the coming couple of days here about you know, where your life is now with Jesus. And if you would go ahead and pray for our listeners, Jacques. Okay. Heavenly Father, I come to you now through Jesus. And I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time here, fellowship with Greg. And I pray that my testimony, that my, my walk with you before you and my walk with you now will guide somebody to know your love and your mercy and your grace and to have a relationship with you and to be drawn close to you and help people who know you to realize the effect that they can have on people's lives just by mentioning you and talking about you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Jacques. Can't wait for tomorrow. And folks, if you want to contact Jacques, you can do so through our ministry and we'll get you hooked up. And you can do so through celebratejesusministry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. And we're going to get into in the coming days here, Jacques drives truck now and he gets a lot of opportunities to witness to people and you might see him driving down the highway someday in your state or your city. We sure do love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary and he's coming back soon.